Hey, what's up? What's up? It's your man Sam, host of Just Talk With Sam Podcast. Just Talk With Sam Podcast. Man, we got a great one for you today. My man, Mike Randall, is stopping by. And he's going to help you win a fantasy football championship. Now, you all know Mike Randall. That's my guy. That is my man. He is the official, unofficial, but somehow still official, senior fantasy football correspondent for the Just Talk With Sam Podcast. Or maybe you may know him from his work. He's a regular contributor, not only to this podcast, but the Action Network. He's the editor-in-chief at Roto Underworld. He also, by the way, check out their draft kit. It's awesome. He's the host of Roto-Viz, the fantasy football mailbag, the last word on NFL. Need I continue? You can see all of his work right there at the Randall Rant. Wherever Randall Rant, all of the social media tags, Randall Rant. This is my guy. And this man can get you a championship. Before we wax poetic on all things fantasy football in the 2021 year. Because Mike, Mike, he's on it. He's been on it since day one. We got to pay some bills. The best way you can do it, we got to support this podcast. Now it's Just Talk With Sam podcast. And this can be found at samshownation.com. Right there on the homepage and current promotions page, there is a donate button. Give whatever makes you feel like a good person. It supports this podcast. Every single solitary red cent goes right back to this podcast to make it a bigger, better, greater podcast. And also... If you in the uh, want a little bang for your buck, you can always go to samshownation.com and you can hit the store link and get all your Just Talk With Sam swag right there. Whether it be hats, t-shirts, stickers, whatever you need to show off your love for this podcast as you go through your daily life, it's all right there. So please go to samshownation.com, hit up the store link and support the podcast. And speaking of the podcast, you can go to samshownation.com, you can hit that podcast link, you can check out all of your favorite podcasts right then and there do it go ahead it's all right there but maybe you listen to podcasts a little bit differently the just talk with sam podcast wherever podcasts can be found we're on amazon we're on um well podbiz roto us man we're podbean um what's the other one uh stitcher tune in um i said amazon i think i said amazon apple Wherever podcasts can be found, just Google Just Talk With Sam. You can find us. It's all right there. So, with that said, we got a few sponsors this week. And the first sponsor, appropriately enough, the good folks at NFLShop.com. Yes, the NFL season is starting. And you can get in with your favorite teams right now. And whatever team, whether it be jerseys, whether that be hats, sideline gear, whatever. Maybe you like me, you're a Lions fan. You like the Ravens. You like the Bengals. You like the Steelers. You like the Titans, the Patriots, those Broncos, those New York football giants. I don't care who you like. Go to samshownation.com, hit the nflshop.com link, and you can save 30% off your purchase with the promo code KICKNFL right at checkout. Some exclusions may apply, but 30% off your purchase So we with the promo code KICKNFL. The NFL season is about to kick off, and man, I'm happy for it. So please go to samshownation.com, save 30% of all your NFL purchases with Kick NFL at checkout by 
going to our sponsor, NFLShop.com. The next one is bittersweet, but if you know football is starting, school is right around the corner. You can get all your back-to-school needs right there, SamShowNation.com. Click that Target link. By clicking the Target link, you can get the little ones ready to get back to school. Whether that be your little ones or maybe you're starting college, they got everything you need from classroom life to dorm life. You need um, notebooks, pens, paper. You need a laptop. You need a TI-83 calculator. You can go to SamShowNation.com and you can hit that target link and get all of your back-to-school needs right then and there. You in a rush? Don't worry about it. They got curbside pickup. You can go to SamShowNation.com. You hit that link. You order right there. You pull in the driveway. A target representative will show up to your car. Put it right in your trunk. Cool. Or maybe you just want to, you know, go into the store, fill and brave. You want to see some stuff maybe you missed. You can always go to SamShowNation.com. You can order right there. And you can bring your phone in. They scan your phone and get how you pick up. You can walk around the store with the stuff you just got. Or maybe... You don't even have that time. You need to ship right to your house. You can go to SamShowNation.com, click that Target link, order it. They mail it right to your house. It takes all of two days. If especially even um, faster if you got a red card. So please go to SamShowNation.com, click the Target link, and move right from there. And lastly, certainly not leastly, the big dog of them all, Amazon.com. Yes, Amazon got everything from A to Z. They also got Thursday Night Football if you own Amazon Prime. And if you could do that with Amazon Prime, you can get um, the home team. I think it's like three different broadcasts where you get the home team, you get the away team, and you get a non-partial right down the middle call for Thursday Night Football with Amazon Prime. Amazon got everything from A to Z, and guess what? Amazon now has NFL. So please go to SamShowNation.com, click that banner on the homepage, current promotions page, and get yourself some Amazon. Who are we kidding? You were going shopping anyway. That's how the internet works. So please, click the Amazon banner at SamShowNation.com. Now with that said, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to talk some football with my friend, our senior, official, unofficial. Somehow still official Senior fantasy football correspondent Of the Just Talk with Sam podcast Mr. Mike Randall I will see you guys in about 90 seconds This is Just Talk with Sam podcast y'all Just Talk with Sam podcast Put your name on it. You don't talk about it. Be about it. I don't know this till like right now. Seriously. Right review on iTunes, Joe.
for it's obvious if y'all just listen we, we never write this out mike you know i love this every year i get a chance to talk to my man you are the senior official unofficial but still somehow official member of the podcast my man, Mike Randall, please, before we even start talking about fantasy football, let the people know where they can find you, man. Sam, I got to thank you, man. I have to tell you, my first podcast I ever did was this podcast. So I will do this podcast every single year, anytime you want me on. Guys, follow me on Twitter at Randall Rant, doing stuff for Action Network, got DFS fantasy football stuff coming out. Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast. I am previewing each and every one of the 357 college basketball teams. We're rolling that out. And Randall Rand Sports on YouTube. Those are where you can find me, my friend. Now, Mike, I ain't going to lie to you, man. I know you're busy. But every year we had this conversation. A couple, two, three times a year. I need you to do what you do so well. And that's get people to the championship. So we've been talking some fantasy football. You didn't help me get a couple championships in my belt. And in my leagues, you've done it. So, Mike, man, let's get on to it. It's been a crazy year, right? Yeah, it's been nuts, man. I'm just glad we got sports back and people are going to be in the stands. Still got to be careful, but at least we're talking about it. That's what matters. So I love asking you a few questions. When I sit under the learning tree of Mike Randall, when I say you didn't got me championships, not just Sam by itself, I'm talking about the listeners of this podcast. And one of the things I like talking about with fantasy football, it changed. It's ever it's an ever growing thing, and you better be on it. So I'm going to ask this question: Who has your attention right now? There's a lot of trades that has been made over the last year. New faces in new places. Who are you looking at right now when it comes down to the trades, the big trades that was made over the past year? Well, I'll go with pickups. I think Denver is going to be very, very good this year. Vic Fangio is the head coach in Denver. Vic Fangio's greatest trick, like Kaiser Soze, his greatest trick, right? His greatest trick was to make us think Matt Nagy was a good head coach when he was in Chicago. He has a tremendous defense, Vic Fangio, in Denver. They have weapons galore. And as a result, Sam, I think you can draft Teddy Bridgewater. You can certainly – he's a great second quarterback in two quarterback leagues. And I would even stream him in one quarterback league. So that was one of the big moves I love. Second move I love, go up to Buffalo. Sam, we talked to all your friends about Buffalo. People like the Bills. This is what they say. Oh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen was almost MVP last year. Correct. Stefan Diggs, number one in targets, receptions, everything. Yes, absolutely. And then the conversation drops off. Well, if we love the Bills so much, who else is there that's going to score on the offense? I'll take my chances with Emmanuel Sanders. I don't care that he's old. He's in a great situation. He's cheap in his ADP is very, very low. So that's another guy that I think is a huge switch for people because everyone talks about the Bills, but they can't decide between Zach Moss and Devin Singletary or maybe Matt Breida. They want Gabe Davis. Who's going to step up? 
there's someone else in Buffalo who's going to be really, really good. And I think it could be Emmanuel Sanders. So those are two that just jumped off the page that switch teams that I think can actually have a decent shot. Now, one thing about this year that I, I love because football is in the air. I'm, I'm just a live wire. I'm just ready to have this, these conversations. And I don't know if you know this or not. I happen to be a Detroit Lions fan. Who are these? And if you are a Detroit Lions fan, everything about this team has sleeper written all over it. My entire team is a sleeper. I'm not sure about Jared Goff, a.k.a. Baby Hands. I'm not exactly (laughs) sure about Swift. I'm not exactly sure about anything when I look at my team. But I, when I, I turn to you when it comes down to sleepers, when it comes down to people that – and personally, you mentioned a little bit about the Bills. I, for three years running, do not think Jared Goff is for real. Sorry. That's my bone. That's my gut feeling. So who are the sleepers that I need to look out for this year? Well, I'm going to start with your team, the Lions. I don't think Jared Goff is good. I agree with you. But I know what Jared Goff is going to do. He is going to pepper the short to intermediate area of the field with passes. That's what he does. DeAndre Swift, I agree with you. I don't know how I feel about him. He's injured now. Last year was a little odd. I'm not crazy about Swift. That's a guy a lot of people like him because they say he's going to get, you know, they're going to be negative game script for Detroit. He's going to get a lot of passes. That's fine. I think Jamal Williams is a value because I think Jamal Williams is a guy who just annoyed Green Bay fantasy fans enough for Aaron Jones. Now he's on a team where he should get more action. And the other value, when you talk about sleepers for the Lions, you got to draft TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson's coming off a year, had 101 targets, had 67 receptions, had 723 receiving yards, six touchdowns. He was a tight end seven. Now they lost weapons. They lost Galladay. They lost Marvin Jones. They're going to be trailing in a lot of games. I don't think they're favored in one game this year, actually. And Jared Goff does not look deep. Jared Goff looks to the short to intermediate area of the field. So I think TJ Hawkins is a great value. I love this. And you're right. Uh, Jared Goff, that's not a cool name, baby hands. That's what we like to call him. And I, and I, and I like Hawkinson a lot. And is Hawkinson, quote-unquote, elite tight end? Or is it just kind of like he's a guy? Do here's, the, here's my answer. I don't really care because volume is king. He has the great metrics on player profiler, 92nd percentile catch radius, runs a 4740 at 251 pounds. That's fine. He's got great agility, 88th percentile. Do I think he's an elite tight end? No, I don't. But I think he's certainly one of the most athletic tight ends, and he's in an ideal situation. Because Jared Goff, I agree, I don't think he's going to be your quarterback long-term, but I know where he's going to look. He's going to look five to ten yards. And who's going to be sitting there? TJ Hawkinson. Okay, okay. Now, we know when we uh, – the reason I asked about the elite tight ends, we all know Kelsey. Personally, you call it superstition. When Kelsey cut his beard off, I want nothing to do with Kelsey. Yeah, I'm with you. I get it. <laughs> um, you know – San Francisco has a great tight end, but uh, some tells me he's about to fall off a cliff. 
because anybody who gets a new staff, new crew, new year, there's a lot of tape on that man. So when I look at Hawkinson, you nailed it when I when you talk about value. But there are there's a tight end race in Philadelphia. Who do I go with? Do I go with Ertz? Do I go with Goddard? Mainly because you got two quote unquote in the top ten on the same team. How would you do with divisional rankings or team rankings like that? How how do I separate those two? Spe- specifically in Philadelphia. I always say that we, we're it's a Bayesian process, Sam. When we're doing fantasy, we change as we get more information in. I loved Dallas Goddard back in May and June. Absolutely loved him. Was drafting him all over the place. Why? Zach Ertz is gone. He's getting traded. He's on the precipice of going to Buffalo. Well, newsflash, guys, that didn't happen. And Zach Ertz is being targeted in the preseason all over the place. Right now on underdog fantasy best ball, Goddard is tight end 11. Ertz is tight end 22. Seriously? Tight end 22 for a guy who caught well over 100 balls multiple times in Philadelphia? Listen, maybe they are showcasing him to trade him. That's possible. But as long as Zach Ertz is in Philadelphia and that's their ADPs, I'll take Ertz. He's going right ahead of Adam Troutman, who hasn't done anything in New Orleans. He's going behind Austin Hooper in Cleveland. That's value to me. So now I'm on Ertz. Okay. Okay. All right. Just just for those who's listening, if you've ever or never played fantasy football before, we have a rule. Chill on quarterback. Yep. If you're not Pat Mahomes, I'm, I, I, I could get you later. So with that saying, it's a lot of QB races. It's a lot of that in the air. How do you feel about famous Jameis in New Orleans? Personally, he got the LASIK surgery. Is he going to be better? Is he going to be worse? I don't like you on the same team of Taysom Hill because whatever Taysom Hill has done, he got something on Sean Payton. I can't, I can't put my finger on it. I don't know what it is. <laughs> how do, where do you feel, or how do you feel about quarterbacks not named Pat Mahomes? I like. I'm a wait on quarterback guy. I don't like Sam taking one position, uh, you know, except in superflex early. I like waiting. My issue with Jameis Winston is, I think we know what he is. We have seen Jameis Winston. He's going to be 28 years old, and we've seen the best of Jameis. He was in Tampa Bay where he was getting a ton of volume in Tampa Bay with Chris Godwin, with Mike Evans. And the last time he was a starting quarterback, we saw him throw 30 interceptions and fumble four times. So the last time Jameis Winston was a quarterback, which was 2019, he had 34 turnovers. That is not going to fly with Sean Payton. So I understand that he threw He Listen, he's got great skills. He's got a great arm. I love that. But I think we know what he is. And because he threw two bombs to Marcus Callaway against the Jaguars at home in the preseason does not convince me. If Sean Payton took Drew Brees out for Taysom Hill, he's going to take Jameis Winston out. I don't want any part of Jameis. If you want to say it's Lasix, if you want to say – He's found himself with Sean Payton. I get it. 
He has terrible weapons, although they should sign John Brown now. That Now that Smoke Brown has been cut by the Raiders, he, they should sign him. They have no weapons whatsoever. He's a turnover machine. He hasn't played, started for two years. I just don't buy it. Okay. That's good. How much do you talk about rumors when it comes down to drafting? Now, don't get it twisted. There's going to be a lot of drafts taking place while we're talking. Somebody's probably listening to us right now drafting. So I talked about the LASIK with Jameis and the rumors and the stuff like Deshaun Watson. Personally, I think he's radioactive. I'm not touching him. However, there's been a lot of smoke saying he can go to the Dolphins. And if he goes to the Dolphins, what do I do with Tua? What do I do with rumors? So how do you approach rumors when it comes down to drafting, um, you know, as a whole? Let's just say a 10, 12-man league. How do you approach rumors? I think teams tell you what they're going to do by their actions more than by what they say. I mean, Belichick was praising how good Cam Newton was in the preseason, and we saw how that turned out. You just talked about it when we started. So I don't put a lot of faith in what people say. I put more faith in their actions. For example, a couple quick ones. Darnell Mooney didn't play much in the preseason for Chicago. That means to me they got a lot of stuff planned for him. So by him not playing, they're making a statement. Uh, Vic Fangio didn't play Javante Williams in the last preseason game, played Melvin Gordon. That tells you they have a lot of plans for Javante Williams. Zach Ertz catching passes in Philly. That shows you they have a lot. Like, so I think the actions mean more than the words. Um, I've always argued with people on Twitter. I have doctors come to me all the time. Whenever someone's in a boot, that's never good. People have been in boots. They come back. They don't play well. Or, you know, in certain situations like Travis Etienne, they're out for the year. But I go by what I see more than what I hear because they will all lie. I mean, look at the draft, Sam. I did the NFL draft. I put in uh, my submissions for predicting the NFL draft. What do we hear about the Niners? They're not taking – they're taking Mac Jones. They're taking Mac Jones. They're taking Mac – they love Mac Jones. Meant nothing. So I would lean on what you see, and I would lean by what your eyes tell you more than what coaches say. I like that. It's very similar to how I view some things. I call it the tiebreaker over here. And the tiebreaker, because I'm about to start drafting. I got three big drafts this weekend. And those are my big money drafts. These are the ones I don't necessarily care about. Just winning. I need to dominate. So those are my big three this weekend. But one of my biggest tiebreakers, the reason I get to that, I have a rule. If I'm going on a tiebreaker, it's called follow the money. There's been a lot of acquisitions. There's been a lot of moves when it comes down to that. And on top of that, there's been a lot of injuries. And you talked about it with ETN. What is an injury that impacted your form of thinking in the past, well, this season. What is an injury that's not Travis Etienne? Because that means James Robinson is going to eat. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, that is an injury that's going to affect an entire team. What is an injury that came out and says, you know what, I need to look way more into this? And somebody who probably wasn't a household name, 
just could become one. Uh, the one that popped up as I'm out in New Jersey is Kenny Galladay. I kind of liked the Giants, and I thought that maybe this could be a Daniel Jones comeback year because I like to do the opposite of the public. Everyone was off at Daniel Jones. He was terrible, so I try to find value in those situations. Galladay's injury is becoming a problem because the guy's never been a high reception player. He's now switching teams, Sam, and we know when wide receivers switch teams, it always takes a little bit of time usually for them to get, get acclimated. So now I'm looking at the Giants' offense, and I'm saying, where are these balls going? Because I'm not trusting Galladay. He's been injured for most of training camp. I don't think the Giants are going to be very good. I think they have to pass a lot. So now, late in drafts, I have no problem taking a shot at Sterling Shepard. I have no problem taking a really late and deep league shot at Darius Slayton, who people used to love, and now they're off of him. So that was one. And now Evan Ingram is hurt. So those, that's a team that I feel like that target share could be very up in the air. Just because I don't know how on earth you take Kenny Galladay as a top 24 receiver with what you're hearing. I mean, Daniel Jones may have a terrible year. Galladay's still hurt. The team may not be good. Why would you invest in that? So that's one of the injuries that has made me sort of look the other way and maybe go down the totem pole a little bit. Okay. That's good. That's good shit. You're going to get a lot of people some good knowledge and great championship games. But one thing – I like listening to when you talk about the wide receiver pool. You brought, you kind of beat me to it. You, I, I think you're clairvoyant. Personally, you're looking at my notes because my next point is when it comes down to a cat like Kenny Galladay, and I am a Lions fan, and I watched Kenny Galladay may or may not dog it in that last season he was here with us. So, the wide receiver pool is so deep, and I mean a lot of value. Every team, to some degree, has awesome wide receivers. And when you have a year where the wide receiver pool is so deep, how do you approach this? How do you deal with this? Um, How would I do this coming in? Do you go with the old favorites? I personally want to avoid a cat like Michael Thomas because I'm done with all things New Orleans. If your name's not Alvin Kamara, I want nothing to do with you out of New Orleans. How do you deal with a wide receiver class that's somehow deeper than it was last year. How would you deal with that? I think you're right that it's deeper overall, but I don't think, and people say this all the time, it's deep at the top. You don't get a lot of fluctuation with the top wide receivers. The top wide receivers, we know who they're going to be. Where you get the fluctuation is a guy like Marquez Callaway for the Saints could come out of nowhere and be your wide receiver three. That's why it's deep. But the style that I've been using in every one of my draft is called anchor RB, meaning you take a running back in round one. Now, that's provided, Sam, that I draft towards the middle or early part of round one. And then I hammer wide receiver. If you want to take a Kelsey or a Darren Waller in a tight end premium league, no problem with that. But my overwhelming strategy has been anchor RB, meaning I take one running back, a stud, And then I go wide receivers. I'm in an FFPC league right now. We're drafting today. Started in the seventh spot, took Najee Harris. Came back, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett. Why? Targets, targets, targets. That is my preferred strategy. If you want to take robust running back and take running backs early, that's good. But you have to hit on those late round wide receivers. I think it's deep, but I don't think it's deep at the top. I think it's deep at the back end. Mike, you are some type of sorcerer. 
If you got a copy of my notes, just come out and say it. <laughs> because I was about to ask that question when you talk about running backs. We talk about how deep it is with wide receivers. That doesn't mean the running back team is shallow. But at the same time, we know who we like. And if we know who we like, how would you approach this? Would it be volume? Would it be, um, I guess, there's all there's there's going to be some changes, obviously. That's the most fragile position in fantasy football, running back, because that could change tomorrow. How do you approach it? Do you go with the people you know, like a Zeke? Where does your trust come in with people who didn't burn you before, like a Joe Mixon? Or maybe, when in doubt, trust fresh legs, like a Najee Harris. How do you approach the running back position? Running back position is a combination of opportunity and talent. I'm going to have Sean Siegel, the guy who, who totally coined the, the, this draft strategy, you know, zero RB. He's going to be on the road of his fantasy football mailbag that I'm recording tomorrow. And I think the knee-jerk reaction, Sam, has been too much volume. Everyone's just chasing volume now. You have to also have talent. Najee Harris is a first-round pick. Najee Harris was starting running back for Alabama. Najee Harris is on a team in Pittsburgh that usually with Mike Tomlin uses one running back. He's also running back on a team where the owner came out and said they want to run the ball more. And he's also leaning running back for a quarterback who's 39 years old who's probably not going to run He's going to dump the ball off a lot. That covers all the bases. It covers the talent. It covers the volume. And that's why Najee Harris, to me, is a top three pick in fantasy. Now, when you get to your, some of your other running backs, Damian Harris, another Alabama guy, leading rusher now in New England. No more Cam Newton. Going to get goal line touches. Talented guy. Was also drafted high. And he has opportunity. So I don't go one way or another. I do not, to mention what you said, I don't care if someone's burned me in the past. Because last year in the flex leagues, I had an undefeated season going to the championship game and I ran into Alvin Kamara, unfortunately. And I did it because I stacked Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. And if I had take lock, Stefan Diggs has burned me more times because he's gotten hurt than anyone. But I didn't have take lock and it almost got me to a title. Matthew Stafford, your old guy, used to be in Detroit. If he could only stay healthy, Matthew Stafford, what did he do? He stayed healthy one year through 5,000 yards. So I do not care if they've burned me in the past. That I, I try to leave out of it. It's hard to do. But for running backs, I want to mix a talent and volume, even if it's late. Because if it's late, you can look at a nebulous backfield and just pick the cheaper guy. But I'm not going to pick a guy just based on volume. There's got to be talent there. Okay. Here's what I hear. My man Mike Randall loves Joe Mixon. I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. I love Joe Mixon. I do. He's talented and he's got – oh, he's talented and he's got volume. I don't like their offensive line. But before Joe Mixon got hurt last year, Sam, he was number one or number two in running back touches per game. So he's got the talent and he's got the volume. I don't care that he can't stay healthy. I'll take a chance on that. Okay. Okay. I We kind of touched on this a little bit since we're on a running back position. There's a lot of, quote-unquote, running back by committees, or there's a – we don't know who the bell cow is. Now, I'm giving you, – you talked about our old favorite, Matt Stafford. I'm looking at those Rams. I'm looking at a team 
who just playing who went down with Cam Akers that talks about the injury thing we just talked about. But it almost seems like they cannot, and I mean cannot, trust Daryl Henderson. Is Sody Michelle coming over there going to be a problem, or is that just depth? I again it goes back to what they, they say by their actions, what what they do. They don't trust Daryl Henderson. They had Daryl Henderson, early round pick. They liked him so much to draft to Cam Akers. They had Daryl Henderson. He was set to go, talented guy, hurt his thumb. All of a sudden, we trade for Sony Michelle. They don't like Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson's not going to get more than a 55% snap share in that offense. And he could lose out on the goal line work to Sony Michelle. I want no part of Daryl Henderson, not his current ADP. What they're telling you, Sam, by their actions is they don't trust him. If they don't, why should I? I like that. That's good shit. That's good shit. Um, so when I sit down and I'm drafting, trust me, a lot of drafts happen this weekend. Can't stress that enough, Mike. So if I'm drafting, I got I got my favorites. One thing I like asking this question, we're going to talk a little bit about draft strategy. What is your, and I'm keeping it, keeping it very basic. 10, 12 team PPR league, what position do you aim for to draft in your snake drafts, season by season draft? What is something you aim for, or it doesn't matter? In terms of where I draft from or a certain type of position that I like to emphasize? No, where you draft from. Sorry, where you draft from. I want to be at one of the ends. I don't want to be in the middle. I want to start a run or want an end a run. I'm fine with a late round pick in my home league with my friends. I got the first overall pick in a 12 team league. I don't really like it, to be honest. Yeah, I'll take McCaffrey. Sure. No problem. But I like to be able to be at an end on those snake drafts. I don't like the middle. I want to be able to double tap a position if I want to. And the key is you want to be at the beginning or an end of a run. You don't want to be in the middle. So I double tap tight end at some point. All of a sudden, everybody's going to grab a tight end. I like that. I like dictating what's going on in the draft. So I like the ends, not the middle. How important is it knowing your league? I mean, come on. A lot of these drafts, we're dealing with our friends, leagues that we've been in for years. You kind of sort of know where your buddies are going to draft. How important is it? And how do you shake that up a little bit? I mean, in terms of, like, trying to get in their head a little bit? <laughs> yeah, two drafts. Like, I got, I'm got, i in a draft where I'm so sure that this person is going to draft Derrick Henry first chance to get. And I'm in a draft where I'm so sure, well, I don't know how they're going to do it now. They're going to draft Scam Newton second they get a chance. So I know this coming into the draft itself. How do I leverage that to make my team much better? Not necessarily steal their guys, but knowing their tendencies, knowing how they do this. Because you got to be, you know, be honest with yourself. You kind of know a little bit how your friends or your other league members draft. So how do you take advantage of that so you walk away with a trophy? I don't mind if I have a buddy or a family member picking in front or behind me. I don't mind if I'm close taking their guy, especially on a short clock, because that could set him off. So, for example, I know my cousin loves Tyler Lockett, and he loves the volume. If I'm close between two players, I could do that. And I could especially do it if I'm the 11th pick and he's 12, and it's coming back to me. 
So that's when the real strategy gets into play. A lot of times, you know, I tried to do some team quarterback drafting in some of my larger leagues with Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke, just figuring I like the Broncos and I can get them both late. It depends on what you think that next guy is going to do. But with that clock running down, if you take a player that they think they're going to take, as long as it fits into your scheme, there's a little bonus there because there's going to be some pressure. And when the pressure comes, they usually make a mistake. Okay. Now, with that said, I want to be a selfish a little bit. I want to be a little selfish because I need to talk about my draft. I want to walk away with a trophy. That's how we play this game is why we play this game. I have certain theories that I've already made for myself right now. And I just need you to judge it for me. Can you do that for me, Mike? Fire away. You didn't got me. You didn't got me so many championships. I need to run it past the man. Here's something I want to talk about. And it hurts my heart to say this. Rule is called second round Saquon. I, I, I feel very uncomfortable with Saquon. I'm looking at what the Giants are doing. They're playing very gingerly with them. I can't in good conscience pick Saquon as a first-round pick. If he falls to me, which is a big ask, if he falls to me in the second round or later, then we pick him up. What you think about that? Yeah, I'm fine with that. He's got the immense talent. People have recency bias because they haven't seen Saquon in a while. But remember, the guy had 90 receptions as a rookie, catching balls left and right. I have no problem with Saquon in the second round. I think he's a huge value. Okay. Okay. People, people this way, Sam, people taking Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at 5'8", 190, whatever he is, over Saquon Barkley, that's insanity. Now, I love CEH. I want to make that plain. But let's be serious right now. Let's be, let's not be nutty. If I could if I'm at the, I don't know, 10, 12 turn in my league and I'm able to get Saquon and CEH, that's one thing. But I'm not outright picking them. Now, I have a hard, fast rule this way. You, you're going to help me win a league. And this hard, fast rule has served me well in the last few weeks, uh, last few years, sorry. And that rule is called no sucker shit. I don't want it. I don't care about your off the field antics. No sucker shit. When it comes down to Zeke, when Zeke was at full Zeke, I wanted nothing to do with Zeke. To this day, I refuse to draft Odell Beckham Jr. I just can't do it. No sucker shit. Do it on the field where I never want to see it. You can talk about your politics. I'm looking at Cole Beasley. Nothing to get. I don't care where you fall. When it comes down to COVID or where you want to get that, put a pin in that because we're going to talk about that in a second. But I don't need you making a diss track against COVID. Where's your rule? Excuse me. How do you feel about my rule of no sucker shit? And you can feel free to say it if you want. I am totally in on team no sucker shit. Totally in. I don't need distractions. I don't need extra stuff. I don't like drafting guys who are injured, Sam. And I don't like the funny stuff. I don't like off-field stuff, mojo. I'm even cool on the Packers this year because of what went on with Aaron Rodgers. I agree with you. I don't want stuff that can be a distraction. I'm all in with you. I love it. Okay. I love the name. I'm stealing that name. Yo, go ahead. No sucker shit. Um, because I'm, I'm tired. If you can't do it on the field, I don't need you ruining my timeline based on what you 
I don't, I don't know, the cloud or what, whatever the distraction is. I don't need it. Do it on the field or I don't want to see you. Now, speaking of that, I talk about COVID. Obviously, there's different uh, rules for those who are vaccinated versus those who are not. I personally don't care because do it on the field. I don't care your politics. But is that going to weigh into your drafting people who are very vocal, like Nicole Beasley, as I mentioned earlier, about not getting vaccinations versus those like a Pat Mahomes who's pro-vaccinations? And I know there's a very difference in those characters that I just named. But at the same time, you have different penalties based on that drafting strategy. How do you look at it? Do you look at it? Help me out. Let's get some championships here. Uh, Sam, I think you have to look. Every coach that was interviewed today, a cut-down day, said that if it was close, they considered vaccinations, like uh, like down in Jacksonville, Urban Meyer. So it's a strategy. You have to be quarantined longer, so you have to stay off the field longer. So I treat this stuff as injuries. I don't want players that are going to be out longer. Listen, I'm not going to shy away from, from players who are super talented, but if it's close, like they did today with cutdowns, and you can keep a guy who's vaccinated or not vaccinated, I'm going to take the one who's vaccinated just because I want him on the field. I don't want the risk. Okay. You talk about that, vaccinations. Um, you talk about injuries. I like how you put it. You, you named it an injury because that's how I would treat it. You're going to be going longer than what I can afford. That's just what it is. So since we are done with the sucker shit, we understand about injuries. We are very, we're using COVID as a tiebreaker for lack of a better term. Can I say that? Yep. Who is on your Mike Randall 2021, I'm sorry, I can't draft you list. Do not draft list from Mike Randall. You got to tell me who these people are and why. All right, we'll start with tight end. I don't have an interest in Kyle Pitts. I know he's super Seriously? I I don't trust him at tight end four. He's being drafted at his ceiling. The guy's an incredible athlete. He could be a great, great player for many years in this league. I am not going in on on an older Matt Ryan, on a bad offense, on a bad team with a new coach and pay the tight end for ADP. I'm not doing it. He's number one who's out. Number two, talked about Bayesian process with you, Sam. I've changed my mind on Noah Fant. I love Noah Fant. He's a great player, just like Kyle Pitts. But with Teddy there, with Judy there, with Gordon and Javante catching passes, with Cortland Sutton being back, with K.J. Hamler being an issue, I think Noah Fant's a little high right now. Going at tight end nine, tight end ten, that's a little too high for me. Wide receiver, I'll give you a couple other ones. Look. A.J. Brown is an incredible tight end. Come on. That's an incredible wide receiver. Don't get me wrong. But right now, with Julio there at wide receiver seven, and he has another mysterious knee injury, I'm a little uncertain with him. I don't like him over Keenan Allen. I don't like him over Terry McLaurin, who gets focused on by Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm going other places than where he had his ADP. Tampa Bay, it's real simple. I'm not taking Edwins. I'm not taking Evans. I'm not taking Godwin. I'm taking Antonio Brown because he's the cheapest of the three. And when he was on the field, he got the most targets last year when all three of them were there. So those, that's a wide receiver I'm avoiding. 
For running backs, I like Aaron Jones a lot, but I think A.J. Dillon is going to steal some of that second-half work, and I think A.J. Dillon is going to steal a lot of the goal line work. And so I think Aaron Jones may be a little bit too inflated. And then as for quarterbacks, I think everyone has gone too far with the Konami code. I put a joke out on Twitter that if Usain Bolt was a quarterback, he'd be the quarterback three because everybody loves running quarterbacks now. They still have to have weapons, Sam. They still have to be an efficient passer. They can't just be a runner. So I don't like Jalen Hurts. I'm not taking Jalen Hurts in any of my teams this year. I don't like the weapons. Jalen Rager is now returning kicks. Whose team? What team's top wide receiver returns kicks? Not punts, kickoffs. The most dangerous play in football that they had to change the rules. I think it's a mess there. Devonta Smith, first year in the league, thin, could get injured a little bit. Don't like it. So I'm off on Jalen Hurts as well. I ain't going to lie, man. It's bold. And you're right. Like, you, you're changing my mind about the entire Philadelphia situation. I know you're right. My brain knows you're right about the Tampa Bay situation. I, my my heart and my head are having a conflict. However, sleeping on Tom Brady's couch has his advantages. So I get that. So those are the people on your do not draft list. I don't agree with it. I may need a second, especially with the Antonio Brown and Mike Evans is still alive. So that I, I, you're right. I know you're right, but at the same time, I just it, it just takes a second. I hope that makes sense, right? Totally does. I get it. So if I'm if I'm drafting and I'm looking for value, let's say I got the. Um, Let's say seven spot in a 10-team league. I don't actually have the seven spot. I, I want to know my draft order so I can actually ask you this question. But you say you like the ends. I'm just going to take this. Is it cool to draft zero RB, um, just wide receiver, taking advantage of those names you know, sort of like you just said? Because there's a lot of names we know. Wide receiver class is so deep, but there are some – Bet the house money wide receivers. Like if I got a deep, um, if I got Adams from Green Bay, or if I'm looking at, I'm staying away from Julio. Father Time is undefeated, but I like a guy. I like pretty much anyone Kyler Murray's throwing the ball to. How do I separate that? How do I fix this? Do I go RB wide receiver? Do I go in on the Kyle Pitts sweepstakes? Do I really like Lockett? Do I go with those early elite tight ends? What is a good strategy for a novice being at that spot? Well, I would do I, – I would say to a novice, don't sleep on the advantage that you get on that third wide receiver. People usually start three wide receivers or flex in a PPR. Don't sleep on that. You, I tend to go wide receiver heavy, even if I go anchor RB. If I'm in the back end of round one, I have no problem taking Adams and Hill and going heavy wide receiver. Do not assume that you could just plug in that third wide receiver. It is a huge advantage. One of the two jerseys, Sam, that I have hanging behind me right now is Steve Smith of the Ravens, my all-time favorite player. The year I won a title in this league with my buddies, I had Steve Smith with Antonio Brown and Julio Jones. And Steve Smith as the third wide receiver was gold. So my recommendation is draft who you like. You want to go early tight end, I'm fine with that. 
But don't sleep on the advantage you get from having a stud wide receiver as your third guy. I love every minute of this. This is awesome. You have made somebody a champion, Mike. But one more time, I know fantasy football is an ever-growing thing. You're going it, As the season progresses, no one has ever won a championship in a draft. But they need to come out and they need to see you throughout the season. Where can they find you, Mike? You can find me on Twitter at Randall Rand. Check out my YouTube channel, Randall Rand Sports. we got fantasy football and college basketball there. Every Friday, the road of his fantasy football mailbag drops with an expert in the league and at the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast. And if you want to make some money with sports gambling being popular, Action Network for all your NFL and college football wagering needs. Thanks, Sam. Mike, you're the best, man. You are official, unofficial, but somehow still official fantasy correspondent here for the podcast. I love having you. I, I want to eat up so much of your time, but I know you're a busy man, especially now. Especially now. So, Mike, thank you so much for just dropping it on the podcast. I, I We love it, man. You got it, man. Anytime. First and best podcast I go on every year. I appreciate that. Go, go off. Be great. Help people win championships. I'll talk to you soon, my friend. Talk to you, man. Great talking okay. to you. Thanks. Bye. That's Mike Randall. That's my friend, and he's going to help you win a fantasy title this year. Check him out. Everything Randall Rant. Check him out. He's on Twitter. He'll give you some quick tips right then and there. Check out the mailbag. Trust me. It's very beneficial. But while we're on the subject of podcasts, I made my rounds in some podcasts, and I want to give a shout-out to the good folks at My Worst Holiday. They may not help you win a fantasy championship, but you're going to have a good time. So check them out. You may hear somebody you know. And on top of that, I got to give my boys the Act of Coraline podcast with Bash and Z some love. Those my guys, they probably won't help you win a fantasy championship either. They're going to try. Maybe, maybe Z, not so much Bash. But... Please check them out, the Act of Coraline podcast, wherever podcasts can be found. Those are my guys. Check them out. You want to take a break from football, have some laughs, check out My Worst Holiday and the Act of Coraline podcast with Bash and Z. Well, that's pretty much I got for right now. I want to get out of here because I'm ready to win fantasy championship. But everything related to the podcast can be found at samshownation.com. Your home for everything related to the Just Talk with Sam podcast. We are Just Talk with Sam, no G and talking on Gmail. Just Talk with Sam, no G and talking. And um, Facebook and Instagram, you can talk to me personally, samshow11 on Twitter. I want to thank my guy, Mike Randall, for stopping over one more time helping us win some championships. We will see you in the playoffs, but until then, I will see you next week. Peace out, guys.